So what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Between News Source One Michiana and Roaring Light Radio. Welcome to Roaring Light. Your daily dose of Michiana community news and independent Christian artist music to get you going through the day. Roaring Light hosts are myself, Olivia Keith Hughes, Sylvia Stark, Rachel Kleckner, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Barash. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, October the 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Pro-Palestinian advocates are speaking out to support student groups at the UC Berkeley Law School who voted not to host Zionist speakers, saying it's a matter of free speech. In August, a group called Law Students for Justice in Palestine asked other student groups to pledge not to invite speakers who support the Israeli occupation of Palestinian lands, and 14 groups out of 100 agreed. Dylan Saba, a staff attorney at Palestine Legal, says the backlash the students are facing is unfair and could harm their future job prospects. These students are being smeared in the media by members of Congress left, right and center. So I think it's very critical to affirm that these students have the right to do this and to push back against these kind of bad faith attempts to smear this as anti-Semitism. I'm Suzanne Potter. And public safety has been a major focal point in Minnesota's attorney general race. Labor leaders hope issues such as worker protections are not overlooked. On the campaign trail, Republican challenger Jim Schultz has narrowed in on crime, pledging to increase the office's criminal division if elected. DFL incumbent Keith Ellison has touted his record on addressing crime, while also renewing his pledge to stay focused on other areas, such as worker protections, citing his move to create a wage theft unit. Brad Leto of the Minnesota AFL-CIO, which has endorsed Ellison, says Minnesota's adoption of a wage theft law in 2019 is another positive step in recent years. That is really important to ordinary people that are getting taken advantage of, whether it's by unscrupulous employers, contractors, whatever it may be. In a statement, Schultz says he would uphold the wage theft law and fight for worker safety, while noting his endorsement from the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 49. 
Leto says any suggestions of pulling resources from certain divisions of the office to focus on crime would be short-sighted at a time when working Minnesotans are struggling with inflation. I'm Mike Moen. Recent polls show a tightening race for Attorney General in Minnesota with Ellison and Schultz tied just a few weeks before the election. And Politico reports Special Counsel John Doran's probe into the origins of the FBI Trump-Russia investigation suffered another high-profile blow on Tuesday. Politico notes that after about nine hours of deliberations, a federal jury acquitted Russian policy researcher Igor Danachenko Tuesday on four felony false statement charges. They were brought as part of Doran's probe of misinformation that triggered the FBI probe of former President Trump in the 2016 campaign. This is PNS. Arizona's three major power utilities are doing a poor job of meeting the goals they set to transition from coal or gas to clean energy. A report from the Sierra Club finds that while many of the country's energy producers have pledged to clean up their power production, their promises often amount to little more than greenwashing. The report gives Arizona Public Service and Tucson Electric Power a D, while the Salt River Project rated an F. Sandy Barb with the Grand Canyon chapter of the Sierra Club says while all three companies have set ambitious goals toward lowering emissions, they remain hooked on carbon. What this report is saying is our utilities need to be a lot more more aggressive in developing renewable energy and moving rapidly away from fossil fuels. The study found that although the three utilities vowed to significantly reduce their greenhouse gas emissions by 2030, they aren't moving fast enough to meet their target. Mark Richardson reporting. Now to Kentucky, where some county jails are creating or expanding parent-child visitation policies. According to a new report by Kentucky Youth Advocates and the Kentucky Social Welfare Foundation, jails in at least 30 counties currently have some form of in-person visitation. But few jails allow physical contact between parent and child without the obstruction of a divider. Anne Eason with the Kentucky Social Welfare Foundation says kids with parents in jail often face greater economic barriers and housing instability, even if they are able to live with other family members. She adds that kids separated from their parents often experience higher levels of anxiety, depression, and substance abuse. It certainly can affect the parent-child bond and attachment, which leads to further problems with children in terms of their mental health. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. Finally, our Edwin J. Vieira lets us know as television and film has gotten more diverse, there are some areas people feel are not being addressed. Growing up in Pakistan, immigrant activist Sadia Khan found that people belonging to certain socioeconomic groups looked at how a person speaks English as a way to separate them from the masses. In the U.S., she observes that's still true. Khan sees that accent bias has permeated pop culture, with certain accents giving a first impression of who a person might be. One thing she notes is how a hierarchy of accents developed and the connotation of British accents. Pick any TV show and you'll see anybody who has a British accent is automatically considered more intelligent, dynamic, worthy of conversation, smart in many ways. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member endlessly supported, heard our interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Happy Wednesday. 
So exciting to know half of the work week is over. How are you doing? Remember that our iRadio playlist has been updated with our last batch of songs before we switch to all Christmas tunes. Here is your Wednesday weather forecast Wednesday showers likely, mainly before 11 a.m. Cloudy, with a high near 45. Northwest wind around 15 mph, with gusts as high as 30 mph. Chance of precipitation is 60%. Wednesday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 32. Southwest wind around 10 mph, with gusts as high as 20 mph. Thursday partly sunny, with a high near 55. Southwest wind 10 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 25 mph.
God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to his people and life to those who walk on it. There has to be a God when you look up in the sky, stars at night and the birds fly by, what about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God, hundreds of billions of galaxies, the wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees, what's it gonna take for the world to believe? So what's it gonna take? How much more proof do you need to realize that the mighty oak tree comes up from the smallest seed? Or what about a baby born? Lightning and thunder from a raging storm. Dolphins perform, bees that swarm. The greatest miracle when the soul's reborn. A brand new mind and a brand new heart. It's the moment when we find the light and come out of the dark. It's Noah in the ark, it's the dog in his bark. Think about the power of the great white shark. It's Leviathan and the grip of the python. And the power that he's given us to fight on. The word of the Lord that we're God on. Holy Spirit with the shoulder we can cry on. There has to be a God. When you look up in the sky, stars at night and the birds fly by, what about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God, hundreds of billions of galaxies, the wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees, what's it gonna take for the world to believe? Think about the universe, the planets in orbit and all the splendor, meteorites, stalactites, stalagmites, the power of his might, still we don't want to surrender, tornado and a volcano, typhoon, monsoon and a steady rain flows, the lord of it all, deep seas and a waterfall, let the redeemed of the lord say so, how can you explain the formation of a flock of birds, and the see through jellyfish, power of the elephants, I'm at a loss for words, see he's worthy to be praised, and he can never be stopped. See, you can go and build your house up on the sand, but believe it or not, I'ma build up on the rock. There has to be a God when you look up in the sky. Stars at night and the birds fly by. What about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God. Hundreds of billions of galaxies, the wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees. What's it gonna take for the world to believe? I just don't understand. To say there is no God, that makes no sense. When it's proven that every single person has their own unique set of fingerprints He knew me before I was in the womb All the evidence I needed in the empty tomb And I used to be a doubting Thomas Until I thought about the wounds that he died for me And he cried for me Holy Ghost soldier what I strive to be He said if I would deny him on earth Then up in heaven he'd be denying me I've decided to follow Jesus And I'm ready for the mighty wind rushing Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end And it'll be coming back again and that's the end of the discussion There has to be a God When you look up in the sky Stars at night and the birds fly by What about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God Hundreds of billions of galaxies The wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees What's it gonna take for the world to believe? There has to be a God when you look up in the sky, stars at night and the birds fly by. And what about the makeup of a human eye? There has to be a God, hundreds of billions of galaxies, the wind and the seas, the mountains, the trees. What's it gonna take for the world to believe? Here is another uplifting post from finding joy you know all these resolutions that you potentially make on january 1st what happens if you decide to implement them today what happens if you decide that fear or circumstances don't need to define your potential how far could you get ahead by daring to reclaim the live the purpose the fourth quarter of this year 
What happens if you wait? You'll never get these, these months back. My challenge, let's end the year strong. One thing, one mindset shift, one finding joy moment together. Rachel. Here is a quote she has under that. Strong. What if you decided to finish the year strong? To not put off until next year the things you need to do today. You start ahead instead of behind. What if today was the first day of awesome? And that's from Rachel Marie Martin. From her book, The Brave Art of Motherhood. Take care. The Elkhart Salvation Army will be getting Christmas assistance for the year 2022 in a few short weeks. Here is the need to know about that. All applicants will need to be done online. The applications will open October 21st through November 4th. And these are for those households with children under 14 Applications will not be accepted after November 4th. Watch your emails for updates and reminders regarding applications pick up date and time. Qualified families may be chosen for adoption once per lifetime. Each household not chosen for adoption will receive a toy for tots voucher, a red room basket, and a grocery gift card. The Salvation Army and Toys for Tots require a current photo ID for pickup. You can apply at www.saangeltree.org. Some of the required documents that you will need to upload will be a current government-issued photo ID for anyone over 14 in the household, proof of address that was mailed in the last 30 days, proof of all income, and a birth certificate for children ages 14 and under. If you need any assistance upon documents or applications, you can contact the Elkhart Salvation Army at 574-970-0088. Take care. From WNDU Channel 16 Facebook page and website, here are the official trick-or-treat times for Halloween 2022. Dress warm. Indiana Elkhart County, Bristol. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Elkhart. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Goshen. Saturday, October 29, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Middlebury. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Napini. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wakarusa. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Fulton County Akron. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Kuana. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Rochester. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Kosciusko County, Claypool. No, door-to-door trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treat to be held Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Main Street between Section Street and Calhoun Street at Green. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Leesburg. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Menton. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Milford. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. North Webster. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pearson. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Sydney. Friday, October 28, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Silver Lake. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Syracuse. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Warsaw. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Winona Lake. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Lagrange. County Lagrange. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Shipshona. 
Saturday, October 29, 4.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Topeka. Saturday, October 29, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Wolcaville. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Laporte County Lacrosse. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Laporte. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. CDT Michigan City. Sunday, October 30, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Winata. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Westville. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. CDT to 7 p.m. CDT, Marshall County Argus. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Bourbon. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Berman. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Culver. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Plymouth. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Noble County Albion. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Churubusco. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Cromwell. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Kendallville. Saturday, October 29, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Ligonier. Thursday, October 27, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Porter County Burns Harbor. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. CDT Chesterton. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. CDT Hebron. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. CDT Couts. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Portage. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Porter. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT Valparaiso. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT, Pulaski County Metairieville. Saturday, October 30, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Winnemac. Sunday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. St. Joseph County, Indiana. Lakeville. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mississauga. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. North Liberty. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Osceola. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Roseland. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. South Bend. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Unincorporated St. Joseph County, Granger, etc. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wilkerton. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Stark County Knox. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT North Judson. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. CDT, Michigan Berrien County Baroda. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. Benton Harbor. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Berrien Springs. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Bridgman. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Buchanan. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Coloma. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eau Claire. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Lincoln Charter Township. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. New Buffalo. Sunday, October 30, 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Niles. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Stevensville. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Three Oaks. Saturday, October 29, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Water Light. Monday, October 31, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., Downtown Businesses, and 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Neighborhoods, Water Light Township. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Cass County, Cassopolis. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., Doachik. Monday, October 31, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., Edwardsburg. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., Vandalia. Monday, October 31, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. St. Joseph County, Michigan. Centerville. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Constantine. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.00 p.m. Menden. 
Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Three Rivers. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. White Pigeon. Saturday, October 30, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Van Buren County Decatur. Monday, October 31, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hartford. Saturday, October 29, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Hartford Township. Saturday, October 29, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. While I was walking down the beach one bright and sunny day, I saw a great big wooden box a-floatin' in the bay. I pulled it in and opened it up, and much to my surprise, ooh, I discovered a... Right before my eyes, ooh, I discovered a... Right before my eyes, I picked it up and ran to town as happy as a king. I took it to a guy I knew who'd buy most anything. But this is what he hollered at me as I walked in his shop. Oh, get out of here with that. Before I call a cop. Oh, get out of here with that. Before I call a cop. I turned around and got right out of running for my life. And then I took it home with me to give it to my wife. But this is what she hollered at me as I walked in the door. Oh, get out of here with that. And don't come back no more. Oh, get out of here with that. And don't come back no more. I wandered all around the town until I chanced to meet a hobo who was looking for a handout on the street. He said he'd take most any old thing. He was a desperate man. But when I showed him the... He turned around and ran. Oh, when I showed him the... He turned around and ran. I wandered on for many years, a victim of my fate. Until one day I came upon St. Peter at the gate. And when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go. Get out of here with that... And take it down below. Oh, get out of here with that... And take it down below. The moral of the story is if you're out on the beach and you should see a great big box and it's within your reach, don't ever stop and open it up. That's my advice to you. Cause you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Oh, you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Greetings, I'm Pastor Joel, and welcome to Happy and Whole in Him. When you hear the title of this devotional, Happy and Whole in Him, do you think that this is a Pollyanna sort of optimism when we're living in such a broken and hurting world? Perhaps you've been hurt, been the victim of violence, maybe seen abuse at an early age. I get it. As foster parents, Jamie and I have taken many young victims under our own roof. I've seen horrible bruises on a two-year-old who'd already taught herself not to cry because she'd been beaten for doing so. Sexual abuse statistics never cease to stagger me. One in four girls and one in six boys are abused sexually in this nation. Does that make you angry? Do you want justice done to wolves who prey on the innocent? How will it come? Who can bring real justice 
in this world? The answer is the God of justice. In Psalm 7, David says, Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me, or they will tear me apart like a lion and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. David is under attack from enemies who he describes as wild animals. And there are folks out there only out for themselves who have no regard for the weak and innocent, care nothing about the pain they inflict because they view other humans as pieces of meat. And we learn in Psalm 7, it is proper to cry out to God to bring justice. Verse 6, Arise, Lord, in your anger, rise up against the rage of my enemies. Awake, my God, decree justice. When it seems like God is sleeping, we still cry out to the one who we know will make all things right. David trusts God, not only decrees justice, God gets angry. Do you picture God as angry at sin? When I asked you if you got angry over child abuse, do you know why that is? It's because God made you in his image. God gave you emotions such as anger to reflect his own. You should get angry because God gets angry when the innocent are being stalked. Sadly, I didn't grow up in churches that sang or talked much about God's anger. We sang a lot of happy songs, songs of his love, maybe a few songs about trials, but nothing like Psalm 7. And perhaps that's why so many today celebrate karma instead of God, when evil boomerangs back in on a person who's doing evil. But not David. David says in verses 11 and 12, God is a righteous judge. A God who displays his wrath every day. If he, the wicked, does not relent, he will sharpen his sword. Verse 16, the trouble they cause recoils on them. Their violence comes down on their own heads. David tells us that God does display his wrath every day, even if we don't see it. We may not see it in our present experience, but we will if the wolves do not relent. Consider the picture of God wetting his sword as the time comes for their troubles to come down on their own heads. Perhaps a graphic picture of how an Eskimo hunts a wolf captures this. You know what an Eskimo does? He'll sharpen a blade and then dip it in animal's blood and set it outside to freeze. After the blood freezes on the blade, the Eskimo will dip it again in the blood and freeze a second coat on. This process is repeated again and again until there is a blood popsicle. This baited blade is then placed in the snow upright. The wolf is attracted by the smell of blood, and his craving takes over and leads him to lick. And the taste of the frozen blood leads him to lick more and more feverishly. So much so, the wolf doesn't even notice when his own tongue is cut. And then the taste of warm blood, his own, only leads him into a frenzy for full satisfaction. It's an awful picture, isn't it? The wolf destroyed by his own craving. It makes us squeamish. But this is our hope when we witness injustices. We can flee to the God who is presently patient, waiting to see if the wolves will repent of evil. But they will always get theirs in the end, even if the justice is not meted out in this life. They will not escape the final judgment. 
God placed Psalm 7 in our Bible for the victims of injustice, helping them give voice to their affliction as they call to the one who can and will bring justice. And this does bring a measure of healing as it anticipates the day when all will be made right. If you belong to God, He is your Father, and you can trust that He will take these crimes seriously. God took your crimes seriously enough that He sent His only Son, Jesus, to the cross. Do you not think He will take serious the crimes of those who reject His peace offering and live to hurt those for whom His Son died? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for revealing at the cross of Christ, you are a God of justice. All sins were paid for there, or they will be paid for by those who choose evil over your gift of love. Arise, O Lord, and give justice to the orphan, the widow, the innocent, the lowly, and give us a heart for those who are afflicted, that we might join in their song for justice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today in more detail at the agreement struck last week between Lebanon and Israel over their maritime border. It is a very big deal, given the hostile relationship that still exists between Beirut and Tel Aviv, and it secured the backing of Hezbollah, sworn enemies of Israel who hold considerable political sway in Lebanon. The agreement ends a long-running border dispute in the Mediterranean, as Stephen Cook with the New York-based Council on foreign relations explains. There's a lot of gas in the eastern Mediterranean, and there is a field that straddles both Israel and Lebanon. So what the Biden administration has done is help the Israelis and the Lebanese establish a maritime border. The land border remains disputed in a number of places, and UN observers remain in place there. And it's a very heavily fortified border. Believe me, I've been up there. But there is an agreement between the state of Israel and Lebanon over what the maritime boundaries are. There are some threats to the deal. The Israelis currently have no mechanism for ratifying it. And opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu is threatening to scupper the deal if he wins the country's upcoming elections. On the Lebanese side, the country's economic crisis is intensifying, with some voices there also now opposing the agreement. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Several faith-based films are coming to theaters and streaming this fall. This is Truth Itself. Here are just a few of the movies that Christians may enjoy. Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai. This is the sixth film in the Tim Mahoney Films franchise. In this installment, researchers look for the true location of Mount Sinai, a search that's been going on for the past 50 years. The film debuts this week. Next, To Die For. Actor John Schneider is the star of the movie that will be available on DVD and streaming on Cineflix DOD this month. The original film is being promoted as a passion project for Schneider, where he puts it all on the line for America. As the writer and director, Schneider takes a stand for patriotism and the American flag, as he frequently does on social media. And Paul's Promise will be released on October 21st in over 200 markets. The biopic is described as a film of hope, faith, and racial reconciliation, featuring a star-studded cast, including Linda Pearl, Nancy Stafford, Ryan O'Quinn, Sharon Rigby, Joseph Cannon, and Dean Cain. Set during the height of the 1960s civil rights movement, Paul's Promise is about a formerly racist firefighter turned pastor named Paul Holderfield Sr., 
Actor O'Quinn said, It is truly a highlight of my career to bring the story to the big screen. One man's decision to serve God and stand up to injustice continues to make a huge impact on his community to this day. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. We're over two-thirds of the way toward our goal of training 3,000 untrained pastors using Dr. Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. It's a goal that God has called us to. Join us at trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. Looking for a very warm and friendly church to attend? Come to Elkhart Bethel UMC at Michigan and Simonton Streets. Sunday Hymns Worship is at 9 a.m. followed by Cookie Fellowship and Sunday School. Open my eyes, get ready for the day. Pick up my Bible and head on my way. When I meet people, I run out of things to then out of my mouth comes Jesus is the only way Walking through the desert My feet hit the ground Listening as I'm moving Waiting for a sound Of the voice from heaven But no one is around So I keep on walking Walking to Depression becomes faith We know in our hearts That there's another way So we trust to Jesus To get us to the strife He died for our sins So we could have eternal life Walking through the desert My feet hit the ground Listening as I'm moving, waiting for a sound Of a voice from heaven, but no one is around So I keep on walking, walking till I hear him Feet on the ground, waiting for you.
Happy Monday. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. Welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. Let's spend five minutes with Jesus. It seemed good to me to spend some time focusing on prayer, something much needed in this time as our nation faces simultaneous health, moral, and civil crises. And undoubtedly, this has created many stresses and difficulties in our own lives. Wonderfully, Jesus has much to tell us about praying. In John 5.30, Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own. Jesus admits his helplessness. Do you ever struggle to pray? Do you lack discipline? Do you struggle to find time? And then when you do find time, do you find your mind wandering? And then you feel worse because you failed at focused prayer? Or perhaps you remember Jesus' words about faith the size of a mustard seed, being able to move a mountain. And you haven't seen that happen. Or maybe James 1 sends you into the dust of despair. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. And you doubt before you pray, while you pray, and after you pray. I am a fellow struggler, one who has had good seasons of prayer, and one who has struggled with the habits of prayer and felt guilty and discouraged when I realize how undisciplined and distracted I am. But by God's grace, I discovered being helpless before God in prayer truly makes all the difference. This epiphany came to me in an Indianapolis hospital room. My wife was laying on a hospital table with IVs in her arm, about to be rolled into surgery. Jamie had made the brave decision to donate a kidney. A nurse then handed me a clipboard with a document for me to sign saying I wouldn't sue the hospital if she happened to die on the operating table. It got real at that moment as I signed the document and then went immediately over to my wife and took her hand. I found myself at that moment praying one of the most heartfelt prayers of my entire life. What happened? And he struggled to focus in prayer. All distraction, well, that was completely gone because my wife was about to go under the knife and I saw I was completely helpless. I could do nothing. The first thing Jesus wants you to see about prayer is you need to understand your helplessness. Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own. Is that your posture when you pray? Are you thinking, I can do nothing on my own when I pray? Or do you get distracted and think, oh, I got all these things to do, so I might as well get busy doing them and give up on prayer? Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own. Do you find it surprising that Jesus, who is all-powerful, says that? One reason why the Word became flesh was to show us how mankind was created to live. There has never been a human being more dependent on God the Father than Jesus. Jesus was the most capable man who ever lived, casting out demons, raising the dead, feeding thousands with a couple sack lunches. He walked on water. Yet, he was also the most dependent, always sneaking off to pray to his Father. Why? Because he understood, I can do nothing on my own. Constant dependency on God 
is how it was always supposed to be for mankind. But Adam and Eve sinned, decided to try being independent, and now we all walk around with broken transmitters, finding it hard to pray, and struggling to depend on God for anything. Let me ask you, at what moments in your life have your prayers been most heartfelt and genuine? Isn't it often when we've come to the end of our rope? We see how poor we are, lacking the resources to do life. So before we go to pray next time, let us see it as our helplessness, not our strength. That is our biggest help, a necessary asset. Our helplessness is our biggest help. Let us take John 5.30 and set it alongside Jesus' very first words in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5.3 Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus wants us to see our prayer life doesn't flourish because we're so disciplined, but rather because we have become poor in spirit before God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for teaching us that all prayer is, is coming to you every day and admitting all the ways we are helpless. What a joy it is to know you want access into every part of our lives. Forgive us for building up our own kingdoms of self-sufficiency and trusting in counterfeit kingdoms that promise to give us security and meaning. Help us to be helpless, to be poor in spirit, to abandon all that we might receive heaven. Amen.